Ali Wanji from BA. This is a Rorschach Malawi update from the 1st of December 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. The Anti-Corruption Bureau, or ACB, made yet another arrest in connection to the, quote, Satar saga, unquote. Sunet Satar is a Malawian businessman who was arrested last October for allegedly using connections with senior government officials to fraudulently obtain contracts to supply goods and services. On Friday the 25th, the ACB arrested Vice President Saulos Chilima on allegations that, between March and October 2021, he received funds amounting to 280,000 US dollars from Satar. Chilima received the funds and other items as a reward for helping Satar's company, Xavier Limited and Malachite FZE, receive contracts from the government. According to ACB's statement, Chilima was charged with, quote, three counts of corrupt practices by a public officer, two counts of receiving advantage for using influence regarding contracts, and one count of failing to make a full report to a police officer or an officer of the Bureau that an advantage had been corruptly given. Unquote. A few hours later, Chilima's lawyer, George Muchuka Mwale, applied for bail, describing his client as, quote, innocent until proven otherwise, unquote. He argued that Chilima was not a flight risk. The bail was granted. Despite the arrest, the ACB is adamant that the case be committed to the Financial Crimes Court. Since we covered the story in our previous episode, there have been some developments concerning the arrest of former President Peter Musarika's stepson, Tadikira Mafubza. On Friday the 25th, the Malawi Police Service released a statement informing the public that it had arrested five suspects and impounded two vehicles in connection with the Mazimba mass grave where 30 bodies of suspected victims of human trafficking were discovered in November. They said a preliminary autopsy report said the victims died of suffocation. They also said the five suspects, including Tarikira, would be taken to court later that day. As the police's statement had indicated, Tarikira and the other suspects, David Luhanga, Thomas Gibson, Samuel Nabaya and Duncan Kalulu, appeared before the magistrate court in Lolongwe. They were charged with murder and aggravated trafficking. According to the National Police spokesperson, Peter Kalaya, one of the two impounded vehicles belongs to Tadikira. The police believe it carried the deceased, but Tadikira's lawyer, Gilbert Konyongwa, said Tadikira hired his truck to someone and was not aware of the kind of business he had been doing until after the police called him. The case is awaiting to be committed to the Mzuzu court, 
where the crimes were committed. While waiting, the five suspects will be held at Maula Prison in Lilongwe. The following day, on Saturday the 26th, former President Mutharika and his wife Gertrude released a statement under the Democratic Progressive Party expressing shock following the arrest of their son. They said the arrest is not justified by facts, judging by the circumstances of the case and the conduct of state agencies. They also insinuated that the police had made a political arrest. On Monday the 28th, the Mutharikas visited their imprisoned son. The news trended on social media because the former first couple invited supporters and cadets of the Democratic Progressive Party, or DPP, and other top officials to accompany them. Because of this, there was a lot of singing and chanting by supporters at the prison, making it hard for the prison warders to work. To make matters worse, two former ministers serving under the DPP regime, the Minister of Information, Henry Musa, and the Minister of Homeland Security, Uladi Musa, were also released from their cells to have a chat with Mutharika. Local reporters said the Mutharikas were with Tadikira for about an hour. Many people liken the Malawi government to a parent who loves embarrassing their child. In the latest story of, quote, embarrassing acts, unquote, a governmental ministry made a poster congratulating President Chakwera for securing a loan from the International Monetary Fund, or IMF. In our last episode, we mentioned that the IMF had dispersed a rapid credit facility of about 88 million US dollars to help Malawi address the global food crisis. The poster trended on social media across the continent. One tweet from a Nigerian said, quote, There is something wrong with Africa. The IMF gave Malawi a loan and cabinet ministers rolled out adverts to congratulate their president. Unbelievable. Unquote. The tweet has over 2,000 likes. The government also came under fire for more critical issues, such as its decision to relocate refugees to Zaleka refugee camp. Jean Sendeza, the Minister of Homeland Security, said they will do the exercise in phases, starting from Wednesday the 30th and ending on the 1st of February 2023. She said about 8,000 refugees and asylum seekers currently live outside the camp. A lot of human rights groups commented on the matter. The UN Refugee Agency urged the government to reconsider its decision, saying it would have disastrous consequences on refugee lives. They said, for instance, that Saleka is already congested. It has a population of over 56,000 refugees, but it was originally meant to accommodate only 12,000.
The UNHCR echoed the same, saying the move will harm the provision of critical basic services, such as health, education and protection programs, to refugees living in the camp. Locals also criticized the government for being reckless when making business deals. On Monday the 28th, Chacuera signed a 6.8 billion US dollar grant with a Belgium-based charity, Bridgen Foundation, to finance projects that he says will help Malawi achieve Vision 2063. These include projects in the agriculture and health sectors. The projects might even help stop the persistent power outages because they include the development of power generation facilities. Speaking at the signing ceremony of the grant, Chacuera said people mocked his government when they promised certain things, but now they'll get to prove them wrong. Unfortunately, some locals are still side-eyeing the government. On Tuesday the 29th, many locals, including political leaders, demanded finer details on the conditions of the grant. They were skeptical because 6.8 billion US dollars is a lot of money. It is equivalent to about three national budgets and about half the country's gross domestic product. Furthermore, the foundation's online presence is almost non-existent. For instance, their website says they purposely leave out details for confidentiality and security reasons. Dalitso Kabambe, the former governor of the Reserve Bank, said the quote, deal looks bogus, unquote, in a Facebook post. On Thursday, the 1st of December, the government said, quote, they appreciate the country's inquisitiveness, unquote, and attributed their skepticism to the trauma of Malawians having been cheated in the past. On Sunday the 27th, the president came under fire for his insensitive comments on the rising cases of suicide. While speaking at Katawa Assemblies of God in Mzuzu, Chakwera attributed the suicide cases to, quote, people giving up easily, unquote, adding that there is no land without problems. He asked Malawians to encourage each other and keep their faith because God has not abandoned the nation. Many people were angry because they believe most of their problems stem from the rising cost of living. Over 200 people are reported to have committed suicide this year alone. On a much brighter note, on Wednesday the 30th, many locals applauded the Ministry of Health for launching the extension of malaria vaccination. It is targeting 900,000 children below the age of five in 11 districts. Malaria cases usually soar between now and February due to the rainy season, which escalates the presence of mosquitoes. Speaking at the launch, Dr. Charles Mwanzambo, the principal secretary in the Ministry of Health, said the malaria vaccine will accelerate Malawi's efforts towards eliminating malaria by 2030.
And to close this edition, on Tuesday the 29th, the University of Malawi, or UNIMA, ordered that each student pay about 4,000 kuacha, about $4, towards damages that the students caused while holding protests against the academic calendar. UNIMA said they will open the school on Sunday the 4th. You can read the full statement with the link in our show notes. And that's it for this week. You know every week we work hard to pick what the most important stuff is in Malawi. What's talked about the most, what's big but flies under the radar. All the main stuff. Are we getting the mix right? Not a specific thing we have missed. Although you can tell us that too. What types of information do you want more or less of? Let us know at malawi at rorschach.com Pitani Bueno.